first impression of Couts, where we first went to live, um, is just a small town like where I came from. And so I felt very comfortable My there. My father's family moved to the Couts lacrosse area uh, in the late 20s or early 30s. Uh, but after or during the Great Depression, they, they lived, farmed in Illinois and uh, lost their farm. And then the, the Kankakee River had been dug and drained in South Porter County, and that's when Couts, in, right, shortly after 1900, Couts was developed as farmland. And that, that was at a time then when my, my grandparents moved out and started farming. I was absolutely smitten with the landscape, how open it becomes just five miles south of town. These expansive horizons, and the flatness actually is, is really attractive to me. It's like being on an ocean. Um, most people are, are like, oh, I hate the flat land. It's so boring and this and that. It's like, but you always go to the ocean. There's nothing flatter than the ocean. It's good to farm. Uh, it's, it can be droughty in dry years. Um, and it can be wet in wet years because we're so close to the Kinky River. But but uh, it's good productive farmland and it's flat land, not like the land around Bethel here where it's hilly and stuff. We met in Cows. So it's just very small. I mean, everybody knows everybody. I liked it when I first came back here. I was from Denver. I was thrilled to come to this little town and it was such a cute little town, not a whole bunch of stuff, but it was just a cute little town, and I enjoyed it. The small areas, what small towns are supposed to be. If they don't know you per se, they know the name, or less so now, I think, than when I first came back here, but it's not like a big town or city where nobody cares so too much about anything. It's, I think that's probably closeness, I yeah. guess. You come into Morgan Township and you're expected to act Polite, that's one thing Morgan is really good on, is being polite, respecting people older than you. We were talking about how some people are rude to uh, people who are older than them, and it's just unheard of. There are people, there are older people in our church that consistently check in on our kids, which is a good thing. And our church is not big, it's small, but it's very, very caring. They always ask me how my day is going, I'm like, yep, good. And they're like, how's your year going? I'm like, same as last week, but it's not really, like, they're super nice. Like, so, like some of the nicest people I've ever met, which is awesome. And they know, like, if I start a conversation and start talking about people, they know who it is, where they're at, like, they know them. So it's pretty cool. is big in Couts. A lot of people go to church. Our congregation is very good about helping and supporting. If there's something wrong, we support each other. We either do it physically or we pray for each other. That's just how it works. Food is very definitely a way that our church shows love to each other. And they, everyone definitely know how to, how to, knows how to cook. So, And if you have a baby, you get food. If there is a death in your family, you get food. People share food when it's the only thing that they can do that seems reasonable. And they, they want to make a gesture that 
is universally understood in that community to being a good thing. You could find these kinds of relationships in deeply embedded farming communities everywhere you go. And the reason is because farmers take care of their own first. It's an unspoken, unwritten rule that we all have to live by because it's too far to get help from other people. When you call your neighbors, your neighbors come. Back when I was growing up, you relied on your neighbors a lot. They would come and shell corn every year. You know, Dad would go from one farm to another farm to another farm, and all of the farmers in the neighborhood would get together and help them shell corn. You had to rely on your neighbors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. you. You couldn't shell corn by yourself. Yeah. You. You know, my my siblings are older than me, and I have brothers that are 10 and 12 years older than me, and that would be their memories, you know. They they still talk about the people they shell, shelled corn with and the things they did. But then the rubber meets the road, and you find out who your friends really are. They showed up when it was muddy at the new house, and they didn't get stuck because they're farmers, and they don't get stuck. They know how to do things. And when things aren't going right, they got other things to fix the broken things. And they have a set of skills that they don't get upset about it. They're just like, okay, I step back and they take care of business because they're problem solvers. When they call me up and they say, hey, it's come, rain's coming, we need somebody to drive a tractor and keep those grain carts moving, I do that for them. And it doesn't matter if I got something else going on. That's what I do. That's the kind of way you reciprocate. Being a good neighbor has nothing to do with where you live. It has to do with who needs your help. You know, just whatever we can do to meet your needs. You know, what, what can we do to help people? You know, it's probably the biggest thing about being neighborly. <laughs>